Hello, Internet. It is episode 48 of the PlayStation Report. Of course, you know that if you got here somehow, you had to download it, you had to click on a link, you had to do something, you see a title somewhere, you know what this is. The PlayStation Report, where we come at you every week with PlayStation news. I am one of your dudes that comes here every week. My name's Frank, and... The dude who comes with me every week here, his his name's Tyler. Say hello, Tyler. Hello. We are equivalent to Jimmy Johnson. We will be seven-time champions in our lives. Yes, we will. Just saying. All right. Um, yeah, how you doing? How you doing, baby? Baby cakes? I'm, I am A-OK. How about you? Oh, you you I saw I heard you 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 almost queued up you almost queued up a bombcast didn't you? No, I or hit the wrong button. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. It's just one of those weeks. I'm ready for it to be fucking over, and I'm ready to fucking do nothing this weekend but play video games because I feel like I haven't done jack shit this week. Don't ask what I played because I haven't played really anything. That is depressing. We are, we are recording an hour later than usual. We are. Would you care to explain why that is, or is that just is that something you'd rather keep private? Uh, no, it's this thing that the government requires you to do every year called taxes. Oh. Where they just, you know, rip money straight out of your fucking paycheck oh. and say it's theirs. Ooh. But then they might give some of it back to you. But not nearly as much as they actually took for you. One of those things. You know what I mean? Just like to reach their hands into your pockets. Yeah. I have to do that soon. I I know I could totally sit down and learn how to do taxes. I'm sure once you wrap your head around it, the basics isn't hard. But uh, I just find somebody that's cheap and nice and cool. And they do a good job. And it takes me 10 minutes. And it doesn't cost me that much. Mm. Yeah, just don't go to H and R Block. They're fucking. They're they're just spass the government. They just steal money from you too. Yeah, you know, uh, taxes not fun. Well, thanks to my job, I can just plug my shit into TurboTax. I get that done free. Yeah, that's nice on your end. Mm. And also, it doesn't help that I, I'm not joking. Mother Nature is fucking crazy up here in PA because. Yesterday, it's February. Yesterday was February 8th. Okay. It was 60 degrees outside. It felt like spring. I went on my lunch break. No jacket, nothing. I'm like, this is perfect. And then overnight, it snowed like two or three inches and there was ice everywhere. Mm. And today, it's just a shitty day and it's cold as shit and it's windy. But then two days from now, it's supposed to be back up in the 50s. Mm. I just don't get it. We really haven't gotten much snow up here this year. It's been a rather warm winter. It's global kind warming of for you. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, whatever. The ice caps snow. are melting. Yeah. Soon, soon we'll all have to live underwater in, like, Lannis. Yeah. Mm. There's just nothing more depressing than, like, hey, spring's almost here. Oh, wait, it's not. I'm going to snow all over your fucking parade. Mm. I don't like it. Like one bit. Oh boy! So uh, you haven't played anything at all? Not, not really. 
Oh, really? well, I guess I guess I'll go over some of the stuff I played. I did play some video games. In fact, I beat that Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. And I'd like, like to it? share a few thoughts about Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. Thought one: I really like Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta talk against the whole show. Thought two. I like Resident Evil 7 the most when it gets really big and dumb. Mm. Yeah. Especially the boss fights. Some of the boss yeah. fights are really big and dumb. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> and they they kind of like put that. a smile on your face by how big and dumb they are. Yes, they are. After going through hours of being frightened about what's around the next corner, you get to just <laughs> laugh at a ridiculous boss. Yeah. It is definitely a Resident Evil game. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But I, I like the balance they struck between, like, the scary creeping around and stuff, and then having, like, those small, those very few limited, like, cinematic moments of, like, holy shit, this is just insane. Yeah. Yeah. They really, really put that franchise going in the direction it needs to go with Resident Evil 7. So, it's it's definitely a good balance there. Some of those boss battles are nearly impossible in VR, though. Did you do the whole thing in VR? I did, and it made me very sick, but I enjoyed it all. <laughs> oh man, I, whew, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. That's yeah. all. That's all I got to say about that. It's awesome. I started up Digimon World Next Order. I am no? an old time Digimon fan, of course. I've liked Digimon since I was a child. Picked up this game. It has. Many problems. <laughs> <laughs> what are those problems? Those problems are that it is basically a game from the 90s brought up graphical-wise. Mm. So it has some nice. mechanics from the 90s, like basically like the first Digimon game. You ra It's the same thing here. You raise a Digimon from an egg, like it. you get like your basic starter Digimon, then they Digivolve as you train them and stuff. But there's this nearly invisible system at which point your Digimon partners will die and have to restart from the egg again. And That's weird. While you can kind of gauge around like when you think it could happen, like there's no transparent way to see, oh, your Digimon's gonna die in this many days. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like random, like you're in the middle of this quest line and you're like, oh shit, I have to go retrain my Digimon to get hmm. back up to level so I can go back at this quest. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all. No, it isn't. <laughs> but it's Digimon, man. I gotta I gotta power through it. Gotta <laughs> save the digital world from the mach the machine Dramon. The machine Dramon. Mm. Is this like some Transformers shit? No, man. Uh. Not Transformers, man. It's Digimon, uh. man. I've I've never Never been a fan of Digimon. I got my Saber Dramon. I got my Black Weregururumon. And then they died. <laughs> Ugh. And then they died. So, so if they die, you lose them forever? Basically, they get reborn as eggs, and they can ha based on which egg you choose and what stats they had, you can get a boost on stats for your next run of that yeah. Digimon. Does this game play like Pokemon or something? No, it doesn't. No? Okay. You basically Let's have these two two partners who get recycled as digi eggs and you raise them up again and again. 
Okay. Yeah, it has some RPG mechanics Ooh. in that uh, your trainer can level up too, and uh, get certain perks through that. It's all. Uh, it's all one big lump. Are uh, you enjoying it? I mean, I am. I lost a lot of hours to it. Like I sat down, and four hours later, I was like, "Shit!" I was still playing Digimon. Ugh. And I was like, "It's an easy game to get lost in," but is it a good game? I don't think so. <laughs> but I'm gonna play it anyway. <laughs> you ever have those games where you know they're not good, but you're gonna see it through? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Mm. Mm. That was my game. Mm. The more I get away from that game, the more I'm just like, why did I do that? But mm. anyways. Mm. Those are some fighting words. <laughs> they, they are. I know. They are. But uh, yeah. Another thing I oh, just cool. did is I caught up on some uh, Mass Effect 3. I just completed all my missions on Tuchanka. Awesome. I cured the Genophage. Yes. Because... And you cried. Yes, because Morden... Well, the Does game's old now. Yeah. So, Morden died. Yeah. You know. That made me very sad. That whole cycle, especially if you've played since the first game, which you haven't, you well, understand his struggle with that morally. Yeah, but he's a really great character in 2. So, mm -hmm. I think even if you jumped in at 2 and then moved on to 3, you, you can understand why. Mm -hmm. And all that stuff, like that. That was that was a very memorable moment in that game. That whole thing on Tuchanka is just fucking amazing. Mm. So that game is just one big goodbye letter mm. to everybody. They made it very apparent in that one mission, however, that Rex indeed fucks. Yeah, and Rex I, wants to I, fuck really bad. I bet he fucks like a truck, dude. I would not want to fucking take it from him. He's like a fucking no way. jackhammer, just like. Yeah, absolutely. Just that that would just that would hurt because I don't think he has a soft dick. No, it's probably just as rocky and hard as his exterior. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But yeah, that's basically all that I play PlayStation wise. I have been jumping on a mobile game. That I won't talk about too much, but it's Fire Emblem Heroes. I've been jumping on. Mm -hmm. I downloaded a, it. I haven't. It's a pretty, pretty decent mobile game, but it's not a PlayStation franchise, so I won't dwell on it much longer because mm -hmm. this is, of course, a PlayStation-centric podcast where sometimes we talk about pooping, coming, shitting. Pooping and shitting are two different things. You'll know the difference when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah just like fucking and making love those are two different yeah, things absolutely hey 50 shades darker comes out this friday are yes, you gonna see it? it does i indeed i will be seeing it and i would not be insulted if you watched 50 shades darker instead of listening to our podcast this week <laughs> or you could do both at the same time see how it matches up yeah Maybe it's like a commentary. Fifty Shades Darker just looks ridiculous. Did you watch Fifty Shades of Grey? Uh, I've seen clips. I haven't actually watched the whole movie. It's one of the worst fucking movies I've ever watched. But Fifty Shades Darker just 
looks just like wow, worse. This is stupid. Like it yeah. actually can get worse. Yeah. Okay. There's some line like still, you know, the two people. I don't even remember their names. They just act like they just really don't give a fuck. Like in their performance of acting, their characters are terrible. Their performances are terrible. It's like in the trailer, there's this one line where the guy's like, "Hey, come out to eat with me," and she's like, "I'm I'll go out to eat with you, but only because I'm hungry." It's like, oh, that hurts. That hurts. Mm. Then they're eating, and then he's just like, take your panties off, and then they go in an elevator, and yeah. Mm. I don't know. There, There's a few just ridiculous movies coming out this weekend, like John Wick 2. Yes, that's getting very good reviews from critics. Yeah, that looks like a movie that I just would love to watch drunk. Mm. Get in on that Keanu Reeves action. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, movies. There's a lot of news this week. There in is, in a way, but like I think four items are basically the same topic, just from different companies. Pretty much. But uh, Pretty let's much. let's get into it right away. First, we have some numbers for you. Oh, it is yeah. the PlayStation Store's top downloads for the month of January. Would you like to get us started off on the PlayStation 4 games? Yeah, I'll do PlayStation 4. I'm going to count down from 20 to 1. So number 20, we have Knack. I'm assuming Knack was on sale. Or, you know, everybody got excited after that PSX announcement or something. I, I don't know. Uh, number 19, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Number 18, Monopoly Plus. 17, Overwatch. 16, Madden NFL. 17, 15, Stardew Valley. There you go. Uh, 14, Titanfall 2. 13, Watch Dogs 2. 12, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. 11, Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition. 10, Payday 2, Crime Wave Edition. 9, Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition. 8, The Order, 1886. 7, Minecraft, PlayStation 4 Edition. 6, Rocket League. 5, GTA 5. 4, Battlefield 1. 3, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. 2, Resident Evil 7. And number 1 is Ark Survivors Pack. Mm. Ark finally came to PlayStation 4. That is a very big game. It is. Uh, I played that game for about an hour on Xbox One in the Xbox uh, game preview program, basically the early access or whatever, back in the summer when the game came to Xbox One. And I fucking could not stand that game. I completely, when I played it though, I completely understood the hook of that game. But I was like, this is not my thing. But that game can create some really crazy-ass moments. Um, so I, I understand why it's a very popular game. Survival games are just popular in general. They are indeed. But, uh, yeah, I imagine a lot of these were on sale at some point. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, so. still up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, Interesting, though, to me, uh, Battlefield 1 hanging up there, number 4, and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare kind of down towards the bottom, number 19. Mm. More on Infinite Warfare later. Yes, indeed. I will move us on to the PlayStation 3 games. I will count down from 10. 10. 
At number 10 is Resident Evil Revelations. At number 9 is Sniper Ghost Warrior 2. At number 8, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. At number 7 is Minecraft PlayStation 3 Edition. At 6, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. At 5, Watch Dogs. At 4, Battlefield 4. 3, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. At 2, Shadow of the Colossus. And at number 1, Devil May Cry HD Collection. Oh boy, both Minecraft on PS4 and PS3 were at number 7 on their list. Mm. How crazy is that? You know what's even crazier? What? You'll see it here when we get into the PlayStation Vita games, which I will count down from you, from 10. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) At number 10, Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition. At number 9, Jack and Daxter Collection. At number 8, Adventures of Mana. At number 7, Minecraft PlayStation Vita Edition. That's crazy. At number 6, Tetris Ultimate. At number 5, Child of Light. At number 4, Borderlands 2. At number 3, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. At number 2, Adventure Time, Secret of the Nameless Kingdom. And at number 1, Mega Tag Mansion Blanc plus Neptune vs. Zombies. All right. Hmm. Would you like to round us off with the PlayStation Classics? Yeah, I would. Um, Number 10, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Number 9, Twisted Metal Black. Number 8, The Warriors. Number 7, Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy. Number 6, Bully. Number 5, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Number 4, Psychonauts. 3, Rogue Galaxy. 2, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Number 1, Dark Cloud 2. Some interesting stuff there. I guess Minecraft is lucky this month with triple sevens. Slot machines. Yeah. You get the jackpot off that shit. Yeah. Just, yeah. Some interesting stuff. January, kind of a more quiet month besides the last week with, like, Yakuza and Resident Evil. But some interesting shit for sure. Uh, while January might be a quiet month, E3 will not be a very quiet conference this year. No, it will not. E3 Especially is... Especially if you're there. Yes. <laughs> Which you can be this year, because E3 is selling tickets to the public. It's going to be happening again in Los Angeles, June 13th through the 15th, and you can purchase a ticket for all three days of this show. There's going to be 15,000 tickets that go on sale. The early birds paying price of $150 and the regular price after the early bird uh, period being $250. I'm guessing those tickets are for the three-day pass. I hope those yeah. aren't for individual days because that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine it's for all three days. Um, kind of interesting. I feel, you know... E3 as the show itself where you go and you play stuff and you go visit the booths and all kinds of stuff has been kind of dying. There's been a lot of publishers pulling out of E3 attendance dwindling. So they have to find a way to still make money and fill fill in that convention center that they have every year. Um, and this is a way to do it. I think E3 kind of should have been public all along. I think what it needs to have personally 
is just stretch the fucking thing all week and have like two days that are just private, just press and media, and then open the rest to the public, um, and maybe even make uh, tickets um, a little bit cheaper or something on you know more of a PAX level type of thing, um, and you know have a lot of people show up and just play games. You know have have your press days. And then have it open. A lot of, lot of uh, big conferences and stuff do that. I know Tokyo Game Show is one that does that type of stuff. Um, yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. Because apparently that E3 Live thing that they did last year that was free was a disaster. Um, mm. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but I can imagine just going to PAX... And wanting to play a you know a smaller indie game, you can wait like three hours. I don't even want to know what it's like to go play the hottest new game from Sony or whatever. Uh, I felt I feel like if I went to E3, I probably fucking wouldn't play anything. Uh, yeah, Just, I, w- I wouldn't imagine even having fun there. It would. Yeah, it, exactly. Like if you're not getting like some behind a closed doors demos or you know demos just exclusively to you or appointments or something like i just kind of don't see the point because waiting four hours in line just to play one game just for 20 minutes isn't that exciting to me you know and especially since like i don't i don't i can't speak for everyone out there but i have like the means to buy games that i want to play so like I don't really have the urge to go try a game out before I before I buy it because I can exactly I do like a, I do my quality determination a different way like I look at preview coverage I look at what uh, what people are what critics are saying about it yeah but like exactly I see the appeal for someone who's only like buying like maybe three or four games a year like they want to like get into the these conventions and be like all right which game is going to be my game yeah. Yeah, I, I think before, if this would have happened before we went to PAX last year mm-hmm. and experience, and I experienced that stuff for the first time, what a big ask gaming conventions like. And I know E three is a little bit more businessy and stuff. I probably, I, I'm not saying I would go, but I'd be way more excited and be like, "Holy shit!" Because you know, when you first start getting into games and you and you think about that stuff and you start to understand what e3 is all about and all that stuff you go man i wish i could be there mm-hmm. how cool would it be to be there that's like my dream one day to to be there but you know I, I just don't think it would be the most exciting thing to be there uh and waiting in line to play all these games i don't know e3 e3 is more about the conferences anymore than the show itself i mean you can get Nice information out of that stuff, you know, listen to critics and their hands on with games there and stuff. But it's all about those press conferences to me. I don't think that part of E3 will ever go away. Um, but the show, I think, is always going to keep changing. And I th- this is a good way to test being open to the public and selling tickets. And if this goes well, I'd imagine they would try to sell even more next year and, and all this stuff. And who knows? Maybe it'll make publishers come back. Mm. Who knows? Because you know, there's a huge audience there that, you know, had that's a good some good potential to sell your game that's still four years away. But still, 
it's a it's a good way f- also for them to drive down like costs of actually putting an exhibit out on the floor if you're charging people to get in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and subsidize some of that cost. Yeah, and and I imagine like these publishers pay a lot of money to go to E3, and with publishers pulling more and more pulling out every year, the ESA is probably you know quaking in their boots a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Like, how the fuck are we going to make money back to be able to put on this show still? This is a good way to do it. And I imagine that's why the tickets are a little bit pricey. And I don't know. Maybe they also want to keep E3, you know. E3 is, like, the premium gaming show every year. And I, they, I imagine with the prices, they kind of want to keep it that way. You know what I mean? So They want to make not, E3 great again. Yeah, and I mean, E3 will be here again before you know it. I mean, it's only like, what, a little over four months away? June 13th to 15th. Conferences will be the 12th then of June. So we'll be here before you know it. be exciting. Every time when, you know, springtime officially rolls around, it's, you know, it's starting to get warmer consistently. I get just those, like, feels for E3. I just get very excited. I get excited too, but we have other things to be excited about between now and E3, and yeah, it might be a good time to get yourself a <clears throat> PlayStation 4 if you haven't already. Yeah, and if you're for some reason listening to this podcast and you don't have a PlayStation 4. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or if you'd just like to get another one. I don't know you. I don't know your life. But for a limited time now, from February 12th to the 25th, you can get... A PS4 bundle for $250. Yeah. These are the 500 gigabyte versions, the new slim model, all that stuff. There's one with Uncharted 4. There are two different ones with Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. There's one in Glacier White. Oh, boy. Mm. Those Glacier White PS4s are pretty cool looking. Mm, You know... It might be a wise idea for me to get a white PS4. Why is that? It just would it would match the stains on my from your semen. Well, that <laughs> I was going to go with my ranch dressing because I've been eating salad lately. I don't know why I've been eating salad lately, but. What what is the ideal salad? The ideal salad. Well, okay. So here here's the thing I have right now with salads. If you put meat in your salad, it's basically a sandwich in a bowl. Yeah, pretty much. So the salads to me, like if you're putting chicken in there, that's that's not really a salad. That's just meat. That's just a sandwich in a bowl. You're putting beef in there. That's a sandwich in a bowl. Basically, it's like get get me some good lettuce in there, some yeah. tomatoes, some spinach. Even I love me some raw oh, spinach. Yeah. Absolutely, get spinach some, is great. Get some chickpeas in there for some protein. Mm-hmm. Some olives, maybe if that's your thing. Yeah. Some uh, croutons. Yeah, get those croutons in oh, there. Yeah. I prefer creamy dressings, like a like like a creamy Caesar dressing. Yeah. Or, me too. Or, I can hang with ranch, yeah. but I prefer a creamy Caesar. Um, but yeah, 
that's that's basically everything. I mean, I know I'm missing some things that I put in there usually, but those yeah. are the basics. That that's the bare essentials. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind maybe some type of beans thrown in there, mm. spice it up a little bit or something. Mm. That that could be pretty damn good. Just sprinkle some cheese on there too. Yeah, not too much, just ah. enough. The PlayStation Four, the perfect salad of games. For your app gaming appetite, you got those indies, you got the AAA stuff, you got everything on your PlayStation 4. So why not get one today? Exactly. Let's um, go to our next story now. Do you want to stick with the PlayStation 4 stuff? Just get that out of the way. Oh, what else we got here? I forgot. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. All the new, oh, oh, new stuff? oh, 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 I got this. I got this. We got, we got this. The PlayStation 4 Pro update. Yeah. I mean, PlayStation 4 in general is getting a big update with 4.5. Um, but if you're on PlayStation 4, you'll get a boost mode update, which allows basically any game to run at a higher gpu and cpu clock speed and improves performance and all kinds of stuff uh for better frame rates load times um so th this is going to be for just about everything that doesn't have a patch that the developer specifically created for this thing but uh sony is saying that there may be problems i don't know but they're like, if there's problems, just turn it off when you're playing it or whatever. But for the most part, you'll be able to get uh, a lot better performance out of all your games moving forward if you have a PS4 Pro, which I think is good. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I believe That's they, the initially, why. they initially said they wouldn't do this. They'd like, yeah. rely on people to actually patch their games if they wanted it. Yeah. But it seems yeah. like uh, they're like, you know, people aren't doing the work, so we're just going to brute force this shit in. Yeah, that's what I'm prob. That's probably it. Is that developers probably weren't, you know, going after it like they wanted them to. And also, I feel a lot of people kind of might have been holding off on the pro because they went, "Well, I want better performance out of all my games if I get the pro." Mm. You know what I mean? And this might be a way to get that. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, in other news for the 4.5 update, the probably the biggest thing coming out of this is that you will be able to use external hard drives now on your PlayStation 4. No longer will you need to swap out that internal hard drive. Um, yeah, you can just get a fucking external hard drive up to 8, gig, eight terabytes, plug that bitch in, and rock and roll. Yeah, I'm going to definitely use that. Yeah, me too. I might have um, multiple external hard drives, like one for Vigi games, one for VR porn. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a that's a good good idea. Uh this is just this should have been done from the start, man. Should have been. It really should. I mean, external hard drives are just absolutely the way to go for everything. It's just so easy. I mean, it's just wonderful. And it's just uh, a good selling point for your console because, like, rather exactly. than just put, like, a more expensive hard drive, drive the console price up, you're like, yo, we have, like, this standard storage, but, hey, you can expand it easily rather than yeah. having to go in. Even though it is pretty easy to replace a PS4 hard drive, there's still people who don't want to do that. Yeah. And it's just, and I hope 
it works this way. I mean, it works this way on Xbox One. Like you, you choose to install your games to your external hard drive, and then if I go to my buddy's house, and for some reason we want to play a game on his Xbox One, and he, but he doesn't have the game, we just plug in my hard drive, and mm-hmm. there we go. We don't. I don't have to bring the game over. We don't have to wait for it to install, download all the patches and all that stuff. We just go. And that's exciting, and I hope I, I imagine it'll work that way. And they're dumbasses if they don't get it to work that way, but mm. pretty sure that's how it'll go. Um, other just interesting thing: menus are going to be tweaked. The notification list is going to be consolidated into a whole big list instead of uh, organized into a bunch of tabs. Um, you'll be able to create custom backgrounds, so no longer will you just be able to use themes. You'll be able you'll be able to use uh, screenshots. Um, also you'll be able to use 3d blu-rays on PlayStation VR. Oh boy. That's a, that's a thing. Yep. That's, that's a thing I haven't ever done in VRs. Just a 3d blu-ray experience. Yeah. So I mean, that's not everything. Um, that's just kind of what they've announced so far. No word on when 4.5 will be coming out, but I think it's a pretty good update. You know, between the pro stuff, the external hard drives, it sounded pretty good so far. So I'm excited. Hmm. None of this officially coming from Sony, I think. Like, a lot of this is just people going into the beta and telling us what it is. Correct. Which they shouldn't be doing, but I guess nobody cares. Yeah. It's the Wild West out there on the internet. Yes. Hmm. Let's 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 talk about a little beauty a sequel to a game that i liked a lot project cars 2 yeah we're gonna get a project cars 2 this this fall so this late 2017 ps4 we're gonna get this and i'm gonna love it because let's be honest project cars probably the most simulation ass game there is for racing (laughs) Yeah, and definitely on PlayStation 4. I mean, holy crap. That game was legit. And that game was hard, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, it had a good feel to it. Yeah, it, it just brought the heat. Mm-hmm. It's like I it's like it is unlike a lot of other racing games in that like this is not trying to be friendly. This is trying to simulate an experience the experience of driving. Yeah. Like I know Xbox has Forza, but Forza doesn't feel like actually driving a car. It's definitely it definitely has arcadey elements to it, mm-hmm. where it's very forgiving. Project yeah. Cars not forgiving at all. If you do no. something dumb, it's gonna punish you. Yeah, absolutely. And in like in Project Cars in your career mode, like you have to make sure you qualify, and you probably should practice. To make sure you're, you know, you get the track down so you can qualify well, so then you can hopefully race and finish well. Because I mean, it was kind of challenging, but you were racing all kinds of stuff, man. You could race go karts. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, the new additions to this game sounds pretty cool. So they're going to have a a dynamic weather system for the first time in a game. Oh, a twenty four hour day and night cycle with different weather conditions so not only was the handling in project cars pretty 
pretty dynamic and realistic. Now you're going to add weather on top of that. So holy crap. Um, which I want to say that the first game actually did have. It, 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 did it, had, have it had rain, but like it wouldn't change dynamically in the middle of a race. Yeah. Because now that I'm thinking about it, I was I remember racing. I always race from the cockpit view just because it's exciting. And I was like, it's raining. Why aren't my windshield wipers on? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You have to hit the button to actually turn them on. I'm like, this is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- that'll that'll be a, a different a new big change there is more dynamic weather. Um that should be fun. In in all those things will change, you know, as you race. So it might, you might start off perfectly fine, and then, and then uh, you might be fucked. Might get a little rainy. Had a, it'll have over 170 licensed cars, including Rallycross and IndyCar, which is pretty cool. Um, first game only had 60. It'll also have a huge track roster and VR headset support but not for playstation vr sadly oh dang i'm uh, and it'll support triple monitor 12k support on pc who the fuck has that that's insane uh, whatever <laughs> yeah i mean i i'm excited i wonder uh when grand Turismo sports going to come out i think it could be a pretty I, I would imagine that game is going to come out in the fall or something just because polyphony takes fucking eternity to make anything. So Project Cars 2 versus Gran Turismo Sport versus you wouldn't assume a Forza game on Xbox versus Dirt 4 coming out as well. It's going to be a good year for racing games, hopefully. Hmm. Last Excited. year was a good year for a couple of companies that we're going yeah. to highlight here. They came out with some earnings calls today from Take-Two, Sega, <laughs> Square Enix, and Activision Blizzard. We're going to start off here with Take-Two. There's 75 million sales for Grand Theft Auto V. 75 million sales. Say that again? 75 million Sales of Grand Theft Auto V. Just think about that, man. That Holy is more Jesus than some consoles have sold. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is. I mean, GTA V is literally probably closing in on being the best-selling game of all time. Pretty damn close, not including pack-ins like Wii Sports. Mm. I mean, that's just nuts. Just who doesn't have this game? I just don't get it. I mean, this game alone has sold almost as many like PS3s that were sold or 360s. You know, they're they're in the low to mid 80s. Like, holy crap! It's just nuts. Mm, yeah, there's like it's. Grand Theft Auto V is, like, this huge pillar that they can stand on and, like, do other things, which they're doing well. Like, Civilization VI was the fastest-selling Civilization game with 1.5 million units sold. Yeah. Till now. Um, but 
it's and then they have their NBA 2K. They have like all their uh they have uh of course Grand Theft Auto Online, of course, which is like kind of a separate revenue stream for them. Mhm. And I think I heard rumors, well, it's there aren't rumors. They confirmed that they're going to seek out an esports league for NBA 2K. Yeah, that's been confirmed. That is a thing that's happening. So yeah, like they're definitely on the up and up. Like Yeah. And then they got Red Dead coming eventually yeah. sometime. I mean, take two. I feel like they don't put out a lot of games, but the games they put out, I feel, are very smart. You know, they they always sell pretty damn well. And that shows, you know, even between, you know, Civ Six and Mafia 3. And, you know, it's pretty awesome. Let's say, let's assume Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out fall 2017 okay in one year how many copies do you think that game will sell oh shit i mean uh, it'll take 20 over million? the fucking world 20 million i'd say i'm gonna say 30 okay i mean you're, you're crazy <laughs> i am red dead's fucking huge but i just I just feel like the hype train is going to be way larger for this one than it was the first one. Okay. You know, so I can, I don't know. I'll eat a shoe. A shoe? If, if uh, I'm wrong. Tyler will eat a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Said February 9th. <laughs> yeah. A shoe. If Red RDR2 doesn't sell 30 million in first year yeah i mean I, I, that's just an insane thing but i'm just shooting for the stars because you better I go shoe shopping see it, see it fucking happening better go shoe shopping yeah so i probably gotta should. say i own like two pairs of shoes my work shoes no three my work shoes, my boots, and my sneakers. Mm. It's all man needs. I've got to say, I have I have a few more shoes than that, but yeah. I'd like not. I'd like to not get into my shoe collection. Instead, I'd like to move on to Sega. Sega. Sega financials. Yeah, they got that football manager going on. That Yakuza? Yeah. yeah. They sold 8.13 million games in three months in their third quarter, um, which is only a very small fraction of what GTA Five has sold. Very small. But, um, yeah. Looking up, Yakuza though, they, they have Atlas now. Yes. And they have Persona 5 coming out, which I'm sure will will sell pretty, pretty well, pretty favorably, I think. Um. They had a lot of profits increase, which Would is you insane. Like to tell me about this, these profits increases. Yeah, um, their net revenue was about one point four billion dollars, which was up about fourteen percent. The operating income, which was one hundred thirty-seven million, was up four hundred forty-nine percent. Oh boy, that's 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 a, that's a lot. That's a lot more. Yes. 
That's yes. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Someone someone's fat and happy over at Sega. Like, hell yeah. Dr. I, it's Eggman. all Sonic. They got Sonic Mania coming out. Mm. Up and up for Sega. Is Sonic Mania like the video game edition of WrestleMania? Hmm. No. Or is that just Smash Brothers? Yeah. Okay. Probably. How about that PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale? Oh yeah. That's that's like the Royal Rumble right there. Yeah. Exactly. Um moving on to another Japanese company, Square Enix had profits up in 2016, um, mostly because of Final Fantasy 15 and the PlayStation 4 version of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, they had about $1.7 billion in revenue, which was up about 24% from last year. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty damn cool. Um Oh, they were mostly talking about the PS4 version of Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I guess then sold well. They also said that their um, revenue that they get from Final Fantasy XIV is favorable. So that game's still going strong, still has a nice audience there, um, which that is really one of the only paid MMOs still left. Uh, so Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's a true statement. Yeah. They also said that mobile and browser-based games have enjoyed significant earnings increases. Oh, goodness. I'm part of that. I Well, I haven't given them any money, but I have played Final Fantasy Record Keeper. I have they not. Got the, they got that Final Fantasy Brave Excavus, which I think is the new thing. Mm. I think that's the new thing. I know there's like three big mobile Final Fantasy games that are like built for mobile. Okay. That's of course not including like their uh when they sell like old games on mobile, like Final Fantasy four, five, and six I think are on mobile. Yes. Don't they charge like twenty dollars for them or something? I think they're fifteen fifteen to twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of uh expensive. It is, but uh then they have their free to play games. Yeah. I wish Square Enix, when reporting this, though, would have said uh, how much exactly Final Fantasy XV sold. I'm just super curious on that. You know, they didn't. Uh, did they even? I don't think they even said if it turned a profit because they put a lot of money into that. Re- that uh, yeah, production for the up until the release. Yeah, a growing that... trend. Sorry, what were you say? Oh, no, nothing. Just go. Oh, I was just going to say, a growing trend is that all these video game companies seem to be making a lot of money. Yes, they do. And uh, Activision Blizzard made a lot of money. <laughs> you could have guessed in that. In the third quarter. <laughs> yeah. $6.6 billion, which is a 42% increase from last year, where they only made $4.6 billion. Only. <laughs> Holy but Jimmy Johns. That is crazy. Um, the monthly active users for their games is at an all-time high of 447 million players with over 43 billion hours consuming Activision Blizzard content. Which is comparable, uh, very similar to the number of hours people spend watching Netflix. Wow. Like, they have one... 
publisher yeah has captured as much attention as the entire library of netflix yeah that's that's pretty crazy um some things other things coming out of that is that call of duty infinite warfare did not meet activision's expectations uh Call of Duty Infinite Warfare was still the number one best-selling game in 2016, yet it did not meet their expectations. Uh, it had lower sales than usual, which brings us to another story here, is that Sledgehammer Games, who's developing the new Call of Duty to come out here in 2017, has taken the franchise back to its roots, is what they said. Taking combat, traditional combat will take center stage once again. What do you think that means? I think that means I might like Call of Duty again. Yeah, I mean, you got to imagine they're going back to World War II. Uh, or Vietnam. They're, yeah, they're going back in time in some way. Be they, I mean, that's pretty much what that is alluding to. And I think they also just looked at the success of Battlefield 1 and went, we can do that. Mm. It, they said that the, the space... In futuristic setting in Infinite Warfare, it didn't resonate with players as much, which I think is kind of shitty, to be honest with you. I think Infinite Warfare is a good Call of Duty game. Its multiplayer isn't the greatest. It can, it can be fun from time to time, but its zombies mode is great, and its campaign is awesome. And I would have loved to see Infinite Warfare be a franchise a sub franchise with the call of duty name because i just think those characters they created in that campaign and the style of that campaign and the look of that campaign was fantastic like it's seriously one of my favorite call of duty campaigns in a very 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 long time so it kind of stinks that we probably won't get a sequel to that and i I mean, I would love if they did, but, you know, if it performed, you know, didn't meet expectations, I think Infinity War is going to have a lot of, uh, you know, convincing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, what does Infinity War do next? Because they've basically done it all. They've done, like, yeah. basically modern warfare, near future warfare, and then, like, distant future, like, space age warfare. Like, what, yeah. where does Infinity War go next? Because... Because if Sledgehammer takes it back in time, can Infinity War do the same thing? Are they can they have this like creative overlap? Yeah, I don't know. Infinity War is is the one that's a little iffy on that because it just feels like their past three games just hasn't resonated with people like they once did. You know, with Modern Warfare Three, Ghost, and Infinite Warfare. That kind of sucks, but maybe – I doubt Activision would do it, but maybe you look at Infinity Ward and go, take some time off from making Call of Duty and maybe make something else. Mm. Then come back to it. Feel a little fresh. I doubt they would do that though. Maybe give Raven Software or something, you know, a stab at it. I, I mean I thought it was pretty – refreshing with advanced warfare a couple year, years ago with sledgehammer games because here's this brand new studio to work on call of duty and they had a bunch of new ideas that was a pretty damn good game which the following you know? games just copied exactly <laughs> so i mean i i don't think you ha you keep this revolving door of call of duty developers happening but infinity ward i just feel is in a is in a rocky place i think treyarch is too 
but Treyarch is the favorite of all three developers now. And, you know, I consistently enjoy their games a lot more than the other ones. But uh, we'll see. It's definitely interesting how Call of Duty is unfolding here. And they're kind of getting to the whole, like, Assassin's Creed thing, too. It's like Call of Duty started out... You know, World War II games and stuff. But then it, it established two really cool franchises that were different from one another in Modern Warfare and Black Ops. And it was cool to go back and forth between those two games, you know, because they were very different from one another. They had different settings, different feels, all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, Ghost happened and they went, shit, this won't be a sub-franchise for us. Nobody likes this game. Then you know, Sledgehammer comes along, makes Advanced Warfare, and everybody likes it. I thought we would get another Advanced Warfare, but then, you know, Advanced Warfare, Black Ops, you know, Infinite Warfare, they're a little bit too much of the same with the futuristic stuff. I mean, they are technically different in time periods and all that stuff, but, you know, they're getting to that uh, that whole Assassin's Creed thing where Assassin's Creed had the Ezio trilogy and Altair and stuff with their early, like first four games and they were all tied together. And you, you even Assassin's Creed three, and it was fucking cool, man. They, they established characters, they built them out. It was awesome. You know, call of duty had the same thing, but now they're just like, every game is different and they're just kind of not establishing something. And I would like to see them establish something in a way. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying everything, Series needs to be a trilogy with the Call of Duty name on it, but just something, man. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that. I'd be interested to see what happens if Infinity Ward is cut off by Activision. Who picks them up? I would like yeah. to see Infinity Ward come over to Sony and do a Killzone game. Mm. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, they did. they nailed the futuristic thing. Especially if uh, so awesome. if Horizon kicks off and Gorilla's like full on the Horizon universe. Yeah. Then Killzone needs to be picked up by somebody. Yeah. Hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you gotta imagine the new Call of Duty will be announced here very soon. You know. So, yes. Um, the only other major thing to come out of Activision's earnings call is that they confirmed Destiny 2 is happening this year. Destiny will get a full-on sequel this fall. They mentioned that it will, you know, this game will definitely grow the franchise to new heights. Um, so we'll see on that. And they, they talked about having stronger player engagement after the game's out with content and all that stuff. So we'll see if Bungie can nail that. But I think getting more studios in on on destiny um and in the development of it will definitely help for sure because i feel with getting high moon studios and all, all that all those studios on um they're they probably just went straight on to work on fucking destiny too and you know never even you know bungie themselves just kept going with destiny one which is why we only get one kind of cool update or really cool event every every couple months you know who knows? I we'll know. see. We're going to move on to a little bit of sad news for everyone out there. 
Yeah. And I also just let you know, I threw one more like earnings call thing in Ooh, there. What do we got here? Let's let's in do regards that. to what we're also about to talk about. Okay. Well, um, if you were looking forward to playing South Park quarter one of this year, that's not happening. No. The fractured butthole will be delayed until sometime the next fiscal year, which starts, I believe, in April? Yep. Yes. Begins first. April 1st, 2017, and March 31st, 2018. So anywhere in between then, you could see this game dropping, but we don't know when yet. What do you have for us on Ubisoft? Yeah, but, I mean, with South Park, though, I mean, that is the smartest thing that they did with this game because they would just get completely buried with all these huge games coming out here in the first quarter. But uh, in Ubisoft earnings, some interesting things came out. Um, They had $565 million in sales, which is – they were down 5.7% compared to last year. Um, but for a few few reasons, the main one being Watch Dogs 2. They said Watch Dogs 2's launch was not as dynamic as expected, but noted the game's momentum was now positive. Um, they also said, which I find this one to be kind of interesting, that Steep had slightly higher than expected performance. I just feel like nobody talked about Steep at all. Really, um, and it came out at a strange time. So, I mean, that's good. Um, other two interesting things that came out of their earnings call is that Rainbow Six Siege has the highest player engagement ever for this game since it's launched. It's up to 15 million registered players, which is awesome. The division is up 152% in daily active users. Um, that's since the end of December. So the division's really coming back strong. Um, they've really turned that game around. So uh, one thing that Ubisoft's looking to do is to kind of have games like Rainbow Six Siege and the division games that you just kind of you get and you consistently come back to. They consistently add new content and updates to the game and just keep you engaged, which is cool. Um, and they just said that you know, they got some other games coming out still in their last quarter. For Honor, Ghost Recon, Wildlands, Just Dance 2017, and DLC for Steep and Division. So there you go. But no South Park. No South Park. Interesting stuff. Oh, man. Interesting indeed. Now, I think that's all we have for the news this week. So let's jump in to the new releases on the Stuart. PlayStation Store and in retail stores near you. Let's get us started with the first game here. It is called Eight Days. This is available on PlayStation 4 digitally. The world has been dominated by dark forces since the beginning of human history. Known as the masters of mankind by those directly under their control, these forces will use any means necessary to protect their own interests, including starting wars. In Eight Days, the mercenary company God... Gold Oil and Diamonds Incorporated and the Eight Days Magazine are two modern instruments used to control the masses. You will have to face those conflicts and put them to an end. Will you? That's great. There's not eight days in a week. 
You don't know they're Earth, man. It's like a parallel universe. Yeah. Next up is How to Survive 2 on PS4. Digitally, the zombie infection has turned into a worldwide pandemic. You find yourself in Louisiana, and your survival chance starts by building a safe camp and becoming a skilled survivalist. Find water, food, and shelter, and talk to unconventional locals to make your way around. What is with all these games set in Louisiana now? Got Mafia 3, got Resident Evil 7, got this game. I guess that's just three games, but still. Uh, oh, Look at this hot oh, mobile game. This hot oh, game right. coming straight from mobile to a PlayStation 4 near you via their digital store is Kitty Powers Matchmaker. <laughs> Kitty Powers Matchmaker is a hilarious dating simulator with a difference. Manage your own matchmaking agency with the guidance of your fabulous boss, drag queen diva Kitty Powers. Match an endless parade of desperate clients with candidates from Kitty's little black book and guide them through awkward conversations and dozens of perilous dating dilemmas. Are you ready to bring romance to the world or will you leave a sea of broken hearts in your wake? This is the kind of stuff you look at on the PlayStation Store. It goes no, and go. Nobody fucking needs this stuff. I think you're wrong. Just, I need just a, saying. I need a visit with Kitty Powers Matchmaker. <laughs> Next up is Neo on PS4 Digital and Retail. Ready your blade. Grueling encounters await around every corner of this action RPG in vast land ravaged by civil war. Embrace every defeat as a step along the path to victory. Only in death will you find the way of the samurai. This game is getting amazing reviews. Yes, and I've been urged to get this game, and I feel like I might just do that. I look at it and I go, this is cool, but like, you know, like Bloodborne or something, I just don't have the time to dedicate something like this. But I'm sure it's absolutely fantastic. The differences that caught my eye is that it's like, it has like a loot system where you actually get stronger by, uh... Yeah killing stuff looting it like diablo style yeah and there's like side missions and stuff so mm. yeah the next game on the list is called the onion knights Davos, a playstation 4 game available digitally experience exciting adventure with the onion knights five knights empowers themselves with magical onion juice Defend the kingdom from an endless from an endless swarms of enemies. Defend the realm with your own strategy. That Great. was very poorly written. Yes. <laughs> Next up is Ping Pong VR on PlayStation VR Digital. Each environment is styled as a stadium with fully animated audience, creating an immersive playing environment. VR Ping Pong features several addictive gameplay modes allowing players to experience the thrill of playing table tennis with PlayStation VR. Can you become the ultimate VR ping pong champion? Mm. There you go. Seems like this seems like a game. Yeah. The next game is called So Many Me, available on PlayStation 4 digitally. So Many Me is a mind-bending puzzle platformer with the added bonus of robust blobby cuteness. Discover new transformal, transformational abilities 
As you progress through each chapter, earn your rewards when you solve puzzles, dozens of, cost of adorable costumes, ancient artifacts, and bonus levels are waiting for you. Boom! Next up is Super Gun World 2 on PS4. This art is amazing. Mm. <laughs> Using the gun seed mechanic, collect seeds to grow guns anywhere in the environment. Plant seeds to grow and harvest gun plants for weapons or gun turrets or indirectly attack out of reach enemies. Explore gun world and battle monsters to find hidden secrets, gold, and earn valuable experience points. Mmm. Great. Oh yeah. I always I always have a thing for bald eagles with six packs. <laughs> yes. Uh, or just completely overly macho black dudes with afros and like a bandana tied around his head. That is just awesome. Yeah. And the is. most massive pistol that's like bigger than his whole body. <laughs> mm. And is that like a fucking angry popcorn? <laughs> oh, man. It looks like a boomer from The Last of Us. Yeah, I can see it. All right. The last game on the list here is called Uncanny Valley. Available on PlayStation 4 and Vita, digital cross-buy. Welcome to Uncanny Valley, an unsettling story-driven survival horror where nothing is as it seems. Explore an isolated facility and solve its many mysteries, but be warned, the choices you make have meaningful consequences that will determine your fate. Play through multiple times to reveal all of Uncanny Valley's darkest secrets. There you go. Other highlights for honors having an open beta, February 9th to 12th. So there you go. Oh, um, on PlayStation Video, you can watch Hackshaw Bridge, which is an incredible movie. Oh, In man. Manchester by the Sea, which I also heard is great. Oh, that's all good. That's all good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the Puppy Bowl? Yeah, I watched the Puppy Bowl. My team got <laughs> fucking destroyed. I was oh. rooting for Team Rough, and Team Fluff just blew them out. Damn it. I usually end up watching some of the Puppy Bowl and Kitty Bowl every year, but I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I was just sitting here watching it while I was playing a little bit of uh, Stardew Valley, as you do. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun time. Lots of good, very good boys. Very good girls. Good dogs. Good dogs. Mm. Very but cool. Yeah. That's all That's all the news we have for you this week. All the new releases we have for you this week. Tyler, what's the future of gaming look like for you? Uh, it's, this look, new week? it's looking alright. Uh, I'm hopefully going to finish up a video game called The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess that I've been playing. It's not on a PlayStation console, but I want to start putting things away, consoles away, and that's the only game I needed to finish on my Wii U. I have a lot of thoughts on that franchise, and I could fucking go off on that franchise for like an hour, but uh, I'm hopefully going to finish that this weekend or get damn near close and also hopefully dive more into Watch Dogs 2. Cause that's that's a pretty fun game. It's a stupid game, but it's fun. Mm. Right. 
I'm going to finish up Mass Effect 3 most likely. Gonna try to grind my way through Digimon. May pick up Neo. I have Dishonored 2 on the docket for whenever you start, so you just have to let me know so we can play that side by side. Yeah, I'm hoping for to very soon. A new series we're gonna start here. Yeah. If I finish Zelda, that'll probably be the next thing I'll do. Alright, so. just give me a heads up when you do that. Might have to yeah. grind out some more skins on Overwatch before that event ends. Yes. I believe that ends Saturday. Or no. Yep. Wait. Sun, no. 13th. Monday. 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 That's a Monday. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that, that's that's the future for me. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, we did it. 48 episodes in. And we haven't offended a large group of people. On purpose. Nope. We have not said anything offensive, except when I've had to edit one thing out, maybe once. Yeah. <laughs> but we've been doing good. We've been doing good work here. Yes. I believe I'm going to call this episode Money in the Bank, because of all the earning stuff. And this, Money I'm going to start a new release schedule, so I can actually go to bed on time, at a timely hour. These will start releasing at 10 a.m. Eastern. I want to say 10 a.m. Eastern. That sounds about right. There you go. But yeah, that's what's going to happen. And until next week... Oh, oh, shit. I forgot. We got to do the outro here. Of course, if you want to contact us here, you can tweet us at PS Report Podcast. Email us at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler at PluggedOnVids. That's his... YouTube channel where they do a lots of different entertainment stuff, music reviews, they talk about movies and TV shows and all that stuff. Hell yeah. It's all a good time. It's like, all comment, subscribe, good. tell your friends, and come back next week for your dose of PlayStation goodness. Thank you. Yeah. And goodbye. Bye.